This is Sportsnet Today with Logan Gordon on your official home of the Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. to it happy tuesday this is sportsnet today it's logan gordon along with you we're coming to line from the doug lacy's basement systems hot stove lounge the scotia bank saddle dome on a very very important day for the calgary flames you've been locked into it all day long here on sportsnet 960 We'll continue to bring it to you throughout the day. One of the worst kept secrets around the city was confirmed today. And that was that Craig Conroy is the next general manager of the Calgary Flames. Along with a couple of promotions from some guys that we know well here in the city. And Brad Pascal and Chris Snow. Dave Nonis, who we uh, had as one of the candidates in the GM job, is now an assistant GM and senior VP of Hockey Ops joining the front office staff here in Calgary. We've heard from Don Maloney, Craig Conroy, and Dave Nonis at their introductory press conference. Heard Dave Nonis on with Pat a little earlier on a special edition of Flames Talk. Later on today, would expect uh, that the new GM uh, will join Pat for a special edition of Flames Talk, so keep your eyes and ears peeled for that one. Plenty of more coverage of this throughout the day. We've got Hockey Central 960 with Haley Salvian coming up. Eric Francis doing a special edition of the Eric Francis Show this afternoon. All reacting to the news of the day, and that's what this program is going to be about. It's a shortened edition of Sportsnet today because of everything that's happening here at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. But now's a chance for you, the listener, if you're listening live, to dive in and have your say as to what you heard or if you watch the press conference on CalgaryFlames.com, what came to mind for you? Are you filled with joy and hope at this new decision for the Calgary Flames? Do you have worries or concerns? All of it is on the table during Sportsnet today as we re- really react to what we've gotten from Craig Conroy, Don Maloney, and Dave Nonis at their introductory press conference. And uh, yes, it was a long one. There were three gentlemen there that had lots to go through, including the man who positioned Craig Conroy to be the next GM, and Don Maloney had to go through his process as to how we got there. He uh, told us that there were 35 candidates for this position that ventured all the way from agents to former GMs, current assistant GMs, members of the the broadcasting community as well, um, that were part of this 35-person group. Eventually whittled down to eight who uh, joined Don Maloney on a uh, Zoom call. And then, as he mentioned, four finalists for the job uh, that included Craig Conroy and uh, Flames assistant GM Brad Paschal as well. So that wound up with Craig Conroy as the finalist for the job and the man for the job. Uh, Spoke about a lot of things. There's a lot to cover here. There's a lot to to dissect and go through. So we'll do our best to, to siphon through it as we can. But you know, some of the things that stood out for me in that press conference was 
you know, Craig understanding and being extremely thankful, not only for the opportunity, but he didn't feel the opportunity was handed to him in any way, shape, or form because he was here and because he has a relationship with the organization previously. He felt the he was happy that Don Maloney and the rest of the you know, Flames ownership group went through a proper search for this job that it included, you know, outside candidates and people who maybe you didn't think were initially part of the search. He was happy that the organization did that. He thought that was the best move for the organization, and he's glad at the end of the day they came to the conclusion he was the best man for the job after going through an extensive search like that. So that's one positive that came from Craig Conroy. I think that you heard a man that is going to put everything he has into this position, which is something that Craig's done, I would say, in pretty much every aspect of his time in Calgary, whether it was being a player, part of the management group. He mentioned you know, how he started out in management being the special assistant to, uh, to GMG Feaster and uh, you know, talked about what, how that sort of began this management career for him. Craig's always been all in. He's always been all into Calgary. He's always been all in to, you know, being a, a part of the management staff and whatever it's going. I think that's only going to be amplified now in his new role. I think given um, increased responsibility and, you know, increased pressure, let's be honest, that's what comes with this job is increased pressure more than anything for Craig Conroy. Uh, it sure sounds like a guy that's going to, to take advantage of that and shine through and, and do what it does. He said, I, I tweeted it out a couple of times, uh, at Fan960Logan, on my Twitter account there, you know, he said a couple of times, the goal is to bring a Stanley Cup back to Calgary. And he, he said that, uh, looking straight in the face of a man who did that. And that was Lanny McDonald, who sat front row at the press conference, uh, right beside Craig's family. And... You know, it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to say it in front of that guy who actually did it and was the last guy to bring a cup back to Calgary. Lanny McDonald hoisting that cup is a memory that, you know, continues to get further and further away from Flames fans' mind as time goes on, but it's one that no doubt comes with a lot of pressure as you're trying to be the next guy to do that. And Craig Conroy looked Lanny right in the eyes and said, I appreciate you being here. I appreciate all the support, and I want to do what you did, and that's bring a Stanley Cup back to the Calgary Flames. That process begins with, of course, a couple of massive decisions for Craig Conroy. First and foremost, it will be uh, picking out a head coach for his group. That's going to be an interesting one to uh, monitor, of course. Was asked about that. Daryl Sutter's departure was one that came with a lot of noise around this city, but one that was obviously needed from Don Maloney's perspective as he went through the process of you know, analyzing this group after Brad Living's departure. Craig didn't put any... I won't say Craig put any hard hard and fast, you know, must-haves for a coach. He was very open to a variety of different coaches coming in, and whether that be someone with experience, whether that be someone who doesn't have NHL experience. And, of course, that's an important thing to hear because many have specu- speculated, and rightfully so, about uh, Mitch Love uh, of the Calgary Wranglers, who does not have that NHL experience, but should be, and I think based on everything we've heard from Pat and Eric and all these other guys, uh, is somebody that will definitely be in consideration for the job. So really a confirmation of that. Who winds up being in that final list? Craig said they've got an interesting list of guys. Dave Nonis, obviously with his time as a GM, will have some names to throw into that pile as well. 
Uh, but that's a priority for Craig Conroy. Mentioned the seven UFAs heading into the season, and that was a very interesting point that caught a lot of people today was those seven UFAs and Elias Lindholm. We'll get to that in a minute, but you know, Craig made it pretty clear you can't walk into the season with, with the seven UFAs and some of those UFAs that fall into that category. Elias Lindholm, Tyler Toffoli, Noah Hannafin, Michael Backlund, guys that are huge, huge, huge pieces of this Calgary Flames team who do not have a contract pass next season. And Craig has been through a process here in Calgary, no doubt, that has seen him on the wrong side of a few of those negotiations. He talked about the Johnny Gaudreau situation and talked about how he didn't feel that was something he would let happen um, if he was in the situation again. And I, I think no doubt, you know, when asked specifically about Elias Lindholm, he said he's a priority. It's a guy I need to call. I need to call quickly and, and figure out what's going on with him. Clearly the UFAs for him are going to be uh, a massive priority, and that's something really that the Flames uh, need to figure out as soon as possible and uh, need to, to get to business on, and that's something clearly Craig Conroy has uh, has put as a priority and is going to make a priority as soon as possible. Uh, I'm from the, Again, we're here at the Doug Lacey's Basin Systems Hot Stove Lounge at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. Uh, my wonderful producer. Do I have both of my producers back at the uh, the station this afternoon? Cam, I know you're there. Is Taylor there as well? We're here, buddy. How are we doing this afternoon? How did I bring you guys into the program? It was good, you know. Good weekend. Taking it easy. Busy enough day for you? Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll be okay for, for work today. Um, I wanted to uh, quickly put you on the spot. I think we have a clip from Elliot Friedman talking about Craig Conroy a little bit earlier today that we played. Yes. Do you have that one handy for me? I do. If you wouldn't mind, uh, I just wanted to play this and uh, just sort of run off of this because I thought what Elliot Friedman had to say about this uh, a little bit earlier today was uh, a really good jumping off point as we continue our conversation uh, about Craig Conroy. Here's uh, Elliot Friedman on Conroy. Craig Conroy is going to be the GM. I don't think that was the case necessarily when this whole process started, but then I think as it went through, he gained momentum. And I think the other thing that happened here was that if I think Craig Conroy made it very clear that if he didn't get it, it was time for him in Calgary. It was time to go somewhere else. Right. And he's a longtime flame. He is given a lot to the organization. And I think the organization felt that if a first-time GM was going to beat out Craig Conroy, it really had to be an incredible candidate. And I just don't think they got to anywhere else where they said, yes, we absolutely have to have this person. I had a conversation with someone on Sunday, and he reminded me that when Craig Conroy was traded to Calgary, he didn't want to go. True. And not only did he go, but he became like a beloved flame. He left, signed with L.A., and he got traded back because he realized, and the Kings had realized, you know, Calgary was what was best for him. And I just think that they've thought about this guy who they've invested so much in. We've really got to get knocked off our feet to pick someone else. That was Elliot Friedman, Sportsnet Hockey Night in Canada, of course, one of our NHL insiders here uh, on the program as well. Talking about, you know, some of the process here and that Craig Conrad wanted to be a legitimate 
I want to say a legitimate candidate for it was something that he mentioned, and I think that that's one that Don Maloney certainly highlighted earlier on in the uh, the press conference today. Um, that you know, hey, this wasn't a this was never a popularity contest for Craig. Craig would have won that hands down. He's one of the nicest guys in hockey. I think you, if you listened to any portion of the presser today, you would have understood that. But this is a decision that's based on winning and what's best for the Calgary Flames. And right now, Craig Conroy and this management staff, that's Chris Snow, that's Brad Pascal, that's Dave Nonis, and Don Maloney, are what's best for the Calgary Flames going forward. I mentioned the UFAs. That's a massive, massive piece of this Calgary Flames team has to figure out. The head coaching hire is going to be a big one for this group. Uh, I mentioned this going into last week before we knew who the GM was. You know, figuring out who the coach is here for more than two years was something that, you know, for a lot of different reasons, Brad Living was never able to do. Some of that was totally out of his hands, but this is something an organization you want to get over. You want to have a coach who's here for the long term, who's here to develop with some of these players. They haven't been able to do that, whether it was Gullitson, whether it was Ward, Peters, uh, you know, all these names. Sutter gets mixed into that as well. It just never worked out. I think this head coaching hire is a massive one and one that I think Craig Conroy is going to put a, a you know his stamp on the team with whenever he decides to make that decision. So lots to get to today. It's been a massive day, one of the biggest days, no doubt, in Calgary Flames history. Uh, and whenever we talk Calgary Flames, we love to chat with this gentleman. I'm so glad uh, he could join us this afternoon as we head down the Atlas Peach and Sports Bar guest hotline for some live reaction. Uh, it is Peter Labardius who joins us, the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960. Uh, Lou, good afternoon, sir. Thanks for doing this. How are you? Oh, my pleasure. I am uh, excellent. You know, I got a little... Latvia and Switzerland on the tube. I'm talking to you. I'm reading stuff about the Calgary Flames. It's a good day. Uh, a massive day, too. Uh, Craig Conroy named as the uh, the eighth general manager in franchise history, takes over for a branch for living, uh, brings along with him Dave Nonis, uh, and some promotions for Chris Snow and Brad Pascal. Lou, give me your, your initial reaction when the news became official today as what you heard from the Calgary Flames. Well, you know, my initial reaction was I'm really, really happy for Craig. I think Don Maloney has done incredible due diligence. I had heard in the last couple of days that he may have spoken with up to 40 different candidates. Um, I'm a big believer in Craig in terms, and I sent it out the other night on Twitter just to suggest that I think it's just so important, Logan, to have someone that knows the market, cares deeply about the city, has put in, you know, 10, 11 years now to, to learn everything that goes on, scouting, business. And, you know, Craig has a gift. He really does. And I don't think it's one that should ever be taken for granted or lightly. Craig is an incredibly passionate person. And the quality that Craig has is he's one of the most infectious people I've ever been around. And people who are infectious draw people to them. People want to do well for them and with them. So everybody knows, like, I was a massive fan of Brad and will always be. Um, we had an excellent relationship. You know, we had some 
great meetings, some great discussions over the years about all kinds of uh, different things. You know, that was a good, good man. Um, so if it couldn't work out for him, you've got somebody in Craig who is well-connected. He's well-connected to the community. He knows the media market really well. Uh, and I think he's put in his time where he truly now has been able to see different people, different coaches, how they've operated, work for a great man and Brad, take all the best of that stuff, and now have an opportunity to take all that great knowledge and learning and develop his own plan and move forward. So I'm delighted for him. I'm delighted for his family very happy with how the process went. It's been very tumultuous. It's been turbulent for everybody in the organization. It was a really, really tough year. And, you know, I'm just excited to see where it all goes because, you know, I don't know Dave Nonis as well, but I have immense respect for Dave. Um, he's a quality hockey person. He has an excellent resume and I think what's really important when you have someone in a new role is that it's not just about that person. It's about the people that you surround that person with and who he's comfortable with. And, and Craig is very much someone who has always struck me as very collaborative, very willing to learn. And to not take it in a way that he has to, you know, be the smartest guy in the room if he can learn something. So I'm really excited about the structure. Uh, and, it, and it really begins with Craig. This organization, coaching staff, whoever comes next, I, I think they've got some great leadership on the way. I think they already had it, but the truth of the matter was, Ownership and the head coach and everything that went hand in hand, they were not on the same page. They just weren't. And I think that's pretty evident in every way, shape, or form now. So, Logan, you heard it a million times, and I'll say it one more time, at least for now. The sooner everybody gets on the same page, learns from everything that hasn't really gone well and you build stability with good people who care about people, the better this thing's going to get on, off the ice, in the media, everywhere. So along with the Craig Conroy promotion to GM, Lou, two guys that we know well in the organization also find themselves with new roles. That's Brad Pascal and Chris Snow. How important to the Calgary Flames front office are those two and what they bring to the organization? Well, you know, I've known Brad for a long, long time. And, you know, Brad is a guy, again, that, you know, you take a look at the job that he has done, you know, with Stockton and then the Calgary Wranglers. The thing I've always really admired about Brad, you know, whether he was, you know, the head of communications at Hockey Canada in his most recent roles that again, he's a very collaborative person. He's been around great hockey people for a long, long time. You know, his dad, Bernie is 
kind of one of my idols growing up, a longtime broadcaster of, you know, national type at CTV when I was growing up. You know, he's a good player, went through the college ranks. You know, Brad's been around the game his whole life. Um, you know, his, his wife is one of my favorite people in Cassie Campbell Pascal. So, you know, you, you have a lot of different types of personalities, people, but you have people who have been very connected to the game in so many different ways. And that, again, helps your understanding. Um, Chris, to me, is just, he's a miracle. That's, like, what more can I say? You know, the Snow family and Chris, that's, that's life. And the fact that that guy is still with us and fighting and finding every way to be a good dad and continue to be a good worker. I mean, that's what we should all aspire to really be. That's winning. That, that guy's one of the greatest champions I've ever known. Yep. Or none. Yep. And, and, and he, he wasn't supposed to be with us three years ago. No, let alone getting a promotion at work. It's, 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 it's an incredible story. It's, it's, it's frankly a daily reminder for everyone, whether it's in the organization or outside the organization. The Snow family, for, for those of us who probably have bothered to really think about it a little deeper... Most people don't live life or are in a situation every day where they're trying to get the most out of the life that they can every day. Because they don't know when the next day, they don't take one hour for granted. That means a hell of a lot more than the next hockey game you're going to win or the next coach you're going to hire. I know you said you didn't know much, uh, you don't know Dave Donis on a personal level, but from the, the aspect of bringing in a guy that's been a GM uh, in two Canadian markets before Lou and bringing in, you know, a guy who does have an outside view of this team, what do you think of that hire and how that can be helpful to Craig going forward? It's going to be incredibly helpful because part of this process and why, well, A, I really like Dave in any of the dealings that I've had. Um, you know, Dave is, is really kind of in many ways been, whether it was, you know, part of Brian Burke's group, um, you know, time around Pat Quinn. So those are, you know, those are people I hold in high esteem. And, and I've always thought highly of Dave. And what I like about it, Logan, is I think part of the process is you have to have somebody with great knowledge and even somebody who's been removed a little bit from it for just long enough to bring a different feel to your group, to look at players maybe a little bit different, to have a different thought process on being on the outside. That's really important for growth because if you just kind of keep doing it in some ways without at least one key piece, that sees it differently or brings a different vantage point, I think you're missing out. So I think the Dave Nonis piece is incredibly important. And I applaud, you know, Don Maloney for understanding and John Bean and Murray and all those people 
for understanding that, yes, we have great people within, and they were rewarded today, and they should be. But part of growing is about, you know, using great experience and people who have been through it in very difficult markets in our country. That is, that is invaluable. And we'll look at your team and we'll look at your players. We'll look at your scouting staff. We'll look at all of it with a more open lens. I think that's incredibly important for growth too. Peter Lombardius is along with us. He's the color voice of the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet 960 uh, with some live reaction following Craig Conroy's introductory press conference as GM of the Calgary Flames. A couple of individual aspects from the presser that I'd like to to bring your way, Lou, and one of them was uh, Craig being asked about utilizing young players in the organization, and he said, look, I'm going to leave roster spots. I'm going to leave opportunities for someone to come in here and take a jersey. He said no one's going to give these young kids a jersey, but they're going to be there for them to take it if they can. How encouraging should that be for Flames fans to hear that from their new GM? Well, it's incredibly encouraging. And the incredibly encouraging part about having Craig is I think, Logan, people become more valuable when they have experienced it from different lenses and in different ways. So Craig, to me, in in many ways, offers he's not away from being a player long enough to have lost sight. He has spent the last 10 years learning the other side and just how difficult and the kind of work. He's always rolled up his sleeves. He has been around Daryl. Daryl was coached by him. There's great value and there's a great legacy in its own way from what Daryl left, from what Brad left. So I think Craig has been incredibly fortunate to be in a situation that worked for his family, that worked for him, that allows now to take the combination of being open, but yet understanding what his values are. That's the most important thing in any part of leadership. What do you believe in? Who do you surround yourself with? And are you convicted in it? Or do you get talked out of it? Do you let outside noise get in the way? Or do you get too stubborn about it because this is how you've always done it and it's worked well for you? So I really like the combination. And, and I do, I think. And, and being part of Logan, the scouting, the developing you know, to see it through his eyes isn't just about being around the Calgary Flames every day. He's been out on the road seeing mm. elite-level people. He, he, in his own way, brings all that background and what he values to this. That's why I always thought he was a great candidate. Because... He sees it through the player's eyes. He sees it through the scout's eyes. He sees it through being around great coaches and different kind of coaches. Sometimes leaders aren't as good as they can be because they've come at it from one place. 
But when you come at it from a lot of different places and you pay attention and you're open, it's, it's, it's pretty good schooling. I think, I think Craig's had a hell of a hockey education. Two more for you, Lou. Uh, one thing, of course, got asked today was uh, where the head coach is on the list of priorities for the head uh, for the new GM, and he said it's obviously very close to the top and one that they're going to begin immediately and one that they want to get done sooner rather than later. Uh, he didn't put any real parameters on a head coach. said if it's a first-time head coach, I'm up for that. If it's a experienced coach, I'm up for that as well. This is obviously a, a massive hire for this organization not just because of what happened last year, Lou, but just in general, the head coach is always such a key position, and it'll be a key position for us to get sort of a view of how Craig wants to see his team operate as well, I think. It's everything. And it's everything in terms of what Craig values, what your management staff values. What's really important too, Logan, is you have to understand the personnel of your team different kind of coaches are going to work with different types of groups. That's important. There's lots of different ways to go here. But what is incredibly important in my way of thinking is this. Craig really needs to believe in and be aligned with the person that he hires. They need to have a very similar vision on what types of, of style of play they want, what kind of people, the types of players that they value, both on and off the ice. What really matters? That to me is what is critical. Because when there is great friction, there's always going to be pushback. There needs to be pushback. General managers are always kind of thinking in some ways, I get players, it's up to you to fix it and get it done. Craig's going to come at it from a little bit of a different place because he was one. So yes, it's a critical decision. And I don't think anything is more critical than for Craig to decide on the type of coach he wants, the type of person he wants, and then for him to empower that coach regardless of what is said on the outside. Your management team has got to have that person's back. So don't have any questions going in. That's critical. That's how I see it. And uh, last but not least, something that the, the GM himself brought up a lot today, Lou, was uh, the seven UFAs and, of course, the, the list of them who are on expiring contracts heading into this season. Um, talked about Elias Lindholm specifically being a major priority for him and is going to be one of his first phone calls to understand where Elias is at and, you know, sort of get a feel for for what's coming and what, you know, what was said during his locker room clean-out day because that was obviously a worry for Craig. Craig wasn't a part of the locker room or the, the excuse me, the exit meetings for, for players, so he's got a bit of catching up to do on that. But makes sense from a lot of perspectives, Lou, that Craig would value you know, Elias and figuring out those UFAs. He talked about the Gaudreau situation and how he wishes he could handle that one differently. It certainly seems like the GM isn't going to let something like a, a pending UFA or, you know, contract status be the same sort of distraction it might have been here in the past. I'm going to put it to you this way, Logan, and you're not going to hear this anywhere else today. 
Craig Conroy, whether people know this or not, Craig Conroy was the go-between in many ways all season long to try and tie it together in the first place. He didn't, he didn't necessarily need exit meetings because players were coming to him. The coaches were coming to him. Daryl was going to him. He's been in the fire already trying to tie it all together. He's got a big leg up. He knows exactly what's coming next. Because he was the fireman a lot of the year. And at times, the poor guy didn't have a big enough hose to put the fires out. And we know how bad fires are in that part of the world. These ones are just hockey fires. The other ones, again, like the Chris Snow situation, that's real life. He'll be, he will be just great, and he will be a huge reason with the understanding of that whole conflict of how to go forward with it. Lou, I appreciate the time, sir. Thanks for uh, for hopping on at a moment's notice for us today. It's a big day and uh, one that we're uh, going to be talking about for a long time here in Calgary, just the beginning of it. But I uh, appreciate you taking some time for us today, pal. Of course. Be well, my friend. All the best. Take care. Peter Labardi is joining us down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline this afternoon, a special edition of Sportsnet today. Uh, reacting to the news of the day that Craig Conroy has officially been named the eighth general manager in Flames history alongside Dave Nonis, Chris Snow, and Brad Pascal to make up your Flames front office heading into the 2023-2024 season. we got to get out of here. we got so much more coverage coming your way this afternoon. Haley Salvian's got another edition of Hockey Central 960 coming up. Eric Francis' show at 3. You don't want to miss that. And, of course, Flames Talk with the one and only Pat Steinberg to wrap it all up today. You've already heard from Dave Nonis. You've heard the introductory press conference from Nonis, Conroy, and Maloney. We're going to continue all about that today, all about it uh, right here on your home of the Calgary Flames. This is Sportsnet 960, The Fan.